You are now listening to The Jason D'Amico Show. <laughs> yes. Love it. All right. So we are we are on, I'm assuming. Oh. I red dot, so. red dot, red dot. Sweet. Another red dot. Sweet. We are, <laughs> we're doing well. We're red dotting. <laughs> All right. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the Artist Lounge yet again. And I always say this on every episode, but it's true because everybody we have on this show is a special guest. So we have a very special guest for you. And uh, let me get this bio up here real quick. Yes, bio. Because I have it. And there it is. <laughs> This artist is a multi-talented performer traveling the East and West Coasts. She has toured with Freak Show LA in the Secret Circus of Los Angeles doing contortioning and human blockhead. I <laughs> don't know what that is yet, but we're going to figure it out as soon as possible here. Her bread and butter jobs are working in film and performing on stage with a variety of theater and burlesque performers. And in her spare time, she's trying to train her dog to drive so she no longer will need to do so. Absolutely. I like that. <laughs> Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I introduce to you a good and fellow artist friend of mine, Miss Ariana Tysinger. Hello. Good to see you. Hi. Good to and see good you. Good to have you here. Yes, I'm excited. You look great. I love the stripes. Thank we have you. kind of a gray. <laughs> you know, this was actually because in the closet over there. Yeah. I just was like, uh, it's it's a little bit easier to access in the black vest. Yeah. So we're just gonna roll with it. <laughs> This one's fine. <laughs> so this was not coordinated. Nice. We did not plan no, this, but we did not. It's working with the gray back wall. You look nice. Trey chic. I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate it. Let's get into the bio. Okay. Uh, excuse me, the intro. Yes. Um excuse me. Beginning stages. Yes. As I look at the wrong um first bullet point here. So your beginning stages, you have an amalgam of artistic endeavors like myself yeah uh reach a wide variety of mediums yes how did this start for you it started with theater so it started with live performance does our not school, surprise me right does not surprise me <laughs> so our school did this play called the boston tea party in the fourth grade okay and i auditioned and they gave me the smallest part and they made me a man and I was just like, interesting. And I had five words. They're worse than Egyptian tyrants. And I still remember it because I had that memorized so hard. And then I went on stage and I said it. And I was the loudest person. I heard myself. And then in the back of the room, I heard my sister go, yeah. <laughs> but that was fun. And then we went to, my mom and I went to Raleigh Little Theater because yeah. we had the buddy system at my school. And my buddy gave us tickets to go see a theater show there that show i don't remember the name of it but it was interactive and they pulled an audience member they chose me and they had me come on stage and i was supposed to be on stage for about 30 seconds i stole the show i was on stage for five minutes because wow. they kept interacting with me because i was having fun right right and they sent me back and i told my mom i was like this is what i want to do yeah so that's yeah. cool uh yeah. <laughs> i think we, we probably have some fellow contacts at rye little theater because i spent a long time there yes in like my kathleen youth. kathleen yeah. Love Kathleen. Love Kathleen. <laughs> I haven't seen her in years. I got to reach out to her. Yeah. 
your influences uh, as far as so you you, you do you, you get the bug of musical theater yes. to a certain extent live theater mm-hmm. were there any influences as far as uh, shows or specific performers that you grew up aspiring to be oh like perhaps? television shows that or, or live theater, theater shows. yeah gotcha. and, and, and if so if you could name a few i think what started that for me i wasn't really i mean like i loved watching fellow actors and i loved watching television shows and performers and comedians i love comedians like the most of all people i love comedians but it was just i got into theater and with working at the theater i would just keep putting myself out into the works and i loved interacting with fellow actors and learning and growing with them as people and that's what inspired me was the people that i worked with rather than the people that i saw interesting i wish like i do wish that i had grown up and being like meryl streep which i do respect meryl streep of course but i just i didn't see her and go i want to be that i saw my fellow workers people that i was close to that i could interact with and watch them as people and as performers that's really interesting and i see that correlation in your work yeah because when I like, for example, I wrote down and we'll get into your music in a second, but I put the first few words that came to mind when I was listening to some of your singles and some of the EPs and all that. I had like dark pop, (laughs) trance, experimental, industrial (laughs) risk uh, takes you somewhere. And I'm thinking, man, she stands out and, and she really... Oh that's that's just what that's what came to mind when i was really listening you know for about 15 20 minutes when i was doing some homework and writing yeah. some bullet points yeah yeah i don't know who you sound like <laughs> except you. yourself and and perhaps that's one of the greatest compliments as an yeah. artist i know like that that people come up to me it's like wow you're an amalgam of all these things you but, do you have a great style like i love uh, listening well, I, to your music <laughs> i appreciate it i do but uh that correlates. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. You are your own entity. Thank you. And I, <laughs> I commend you for that. Thank you very much. So what com- what came first, acting or music in the sense of, mm. I mean, acting yeah. as far as theater. Yeah, yeah. But was music there at the same time? So actually music was first. I started doing piano at three. Yes. Cool. So, yeah. Cool. So I started... Well, like that lessons started. and everything, or was it more? So I started taking lessons at four, but my sister was taking lessons and she didn't want to practice the work, but my mom would be listening to hear if she was playing from upstairs. So I would start playing it for her. And that's, <laughs> how, that's how that started. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And how long? So we made it a game and we played together. How, how long was the, uh, the, did, did you have classical training? Yes, Two. I was classically trained from three to twelve, and I had my first composition published at twelve. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see this on the website. No, I don't usually post it because then I was—I had stopped taking classes because I had graduated from the advanced class and started really devoting myself to theater. Because I was like, wow. "This is what I want to do." Yeah. Do you, do you still play often? I do. Yeah, That's I, good. I picked it back up in college, and I'd play in high school. So after school would let out, I'd go to the choir room and play the piano. And right. my, so I did that from about freshman year to uh, junior year by myself. And then my friend Greg Kaluza, he would come in my senior year, and he because he's a beatboxer, so he'd beatbox and I'd play While piano. Playing piano. It was really cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to go. I want to go down this road for a second. Well, yeah. again, I've got music in a little bit, but 
so some of the music that's on your website, then I guess let's just go down this road while yeah, we're on it. Totally. I have a couple of uh, various producers that are on your music titles, but talk me through the creative process as far as are you starting on piano for that? Because a lot of that is industrial, experimental, yeah. very, very grid oriented as far as modern music is in general. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. It's just classical pianist, great vocalists, and all this experimental industrial, and that's you. Yeah. Where does the creative process start and all that? That one starts with my friend Dane. So yeah, I, I did a Dane movie is... and he produced the sound for that movie. And he was like, hey, do you have any vocals? Because I just happen to have this track that I need to send to a movie. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I sent him something and he's like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, my God, I know. But <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you so much. And so, <laughs> yeah, so that we combined and he would send me stuff that he wants to send to movies. And then I would put yeah. vocals and lyrics over it. Well, that was, that was the other out. thing that came to mind. I was like, man, this is. This is like placement heaven. Kind of like cinematic in yeah, a sense. Yeah, it just yeah. does stuff to you. It's cool. So, yeah. So, it, I'm assuming he's your main producer then at this point? Or at you guys point, yeah. really work together? I mean, keep doing it because it, oh, yeah. it works. But yeah, you know? I'm willing. Like, I love working with as many people as I can. And he's always great to work with. And he gets busy and I get busy. So Right. Yeah. Right. And we'll put, uh, we got to have him on the show if he's local. I think he's in an I state, I think. A state that starts with the I, like Indiana, or Iowa. I, Iowa. Oh, so this, this is all like flying through yeah, email. Yeah, all just email. Wow, wow. <laughs> well, if he's ever in North Carolina, we got to try and get him he's here. He's a really cool guy. He's yeah. super, he's ridiculous and he's funny and That's just cool. Down That's to cool. Earth, really yeah. chill. No, I, I enjoy his production a lot. You guys yeah. have a good oh, combo yeah. going there. He makes cool stuff. CCCC. Uh, oh, yeah. UNCW. Mm -hmm. So... Obviously, this all continues through middle school, high school. Yeah. The ever long, ever burgeoning motion of creativity. You get into college. Walk me through some of the some of the the classes you took, and I know that. Um, remind me of the major again. Did you have a oh, double major? Yes, I double majored at UNC Wilmington in theater and psychology. Okay. And then at CCCC, got my associates in arts. Really interesting combination. Yes. Yeah, talk talk to me about the decision making process of that, and if it was initial, was it? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I had totally. a feeling it was probably totally. declared from the beginning. It was it was a strange thing. So I got into CCCC three days before classes started because mm. I originally was gonna skip a year to help my mom and take care of her. Cause she has some heart issues. She's totally fine. She's got a pacemaker now, and she just says whatever she's gonna say, and she has no filter now. So I love it. But yeah, yeah. So I went to CCCC and I was going to get a it was like either communications or business, but I wasn't going to do arts. I was like, I can't make money doing theater. So I'm just going to focus on something else. Well, mm. the first class that I took was a computer science class. And this guy that sat next to me, he's like, you have a great look. Would you like to be in one of our productions for the TV film program? And I was like, Sure. <laughs> Why not? I'll go and I'll just do this for fun. And then I did it. And then I just got sucked back in. Right. It's like, ah, oh, dang it. Right. <laughs> then I took a theater class with Ellen Bland and she's inspirational. And I stopped doing theater because in high school, my drama teacher wouldn't cast me in anything. Hmm. Absolutely not. I auditioned for all 16 of his shows and he put me as ensemble in one. 
No, uh, this was UNCW? This was at um, Colonel Gibbons High School. Oh, okay, high school. Yes, uh, sorry, I jumped backwards. Yeah, no, no, that's cool. But yeah, he went and cast me. And so I asked him after I graduated, why not? Hmm. And he said, because you were too tall. And I was like, I'm sorry? How tall were you? 5'9". And all of the men that I acted with were either 5'9 or below, except for one guy who was 6'5 or something. But gotcha. never cast us together because, you know, apparently that's too tall still. <laughs> but then Ellen, she's, I think, 5'10, 5'11. Mm-hmm. And she was a director and she was just there and had this power. And she, I told her that story and she was like, screw it. Yeah. Like, if someone's going to cast you, it should be for your talent. Yeah. I was like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So that really hit home and I, I held on to that and I still do. Yeah. If someone doesn't cast me and they're like, oh, well, the counterpart's too short. Apple box or I'll kneel. It's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care. Well, it's, it's funny because Kelly, Kelly Ryder yeah. is, uh, what, 5'10"? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So, you know, and right? that's, that's a dead day with crime. We'll, we'll get, that's another bullet yeah, point yeah. here. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Let's see. I have best experience and worst experience on set. Mm. So if if it's a little if it's a little too much to tackle right now, you can put it in the back burner and we'll Got move it. on to another bullet point. Yeah. Well, the best experience. I was actually thinking about this. Just the best one. I wasn't thinking about the worst one yet. Because <laughs> I, I think my brain's just like, that was bad. Remove it. Yeah. We don't need Under, that experience. Submerged in the subconscious <laughs> of your mind. Yeah. So yeah. the best experience. I've had many. Like Dead de la Creme was fun. Working with Jaden was fun. Yeah. It was fun working with like multiple different productions. Like I worked on one film called Hunt and we shot outside. It was freezing cold. It was terrible. But the director was so cool that it made it worth it. Yeah, you want to like go through run through a wall for some of those people, you know. They're just great leaders yeah. and Yeah. Just fantastic. Draw the just, best out of you. Absolutely. As a performer. Absolutely. Yeah. Like and he made it worth being in like soaking wet clothes three AM in February. Like he made it worth that outside too in Wilmington. It was and it was freezing cold, but he was so cool. But I think the best experience that I had was on this film called Jams that was shot in Wilmington. So a couple SNL writers have parents that live in Wilmington and they came down a couple years ago and shot something. And I worked as an extra for that just for fun. Cause I had the day off. Yeah. Cause you know, whenever I have a day off, I'm like, let me sleep. No, <laughs> forget that. You I'm going to go I back both. to work. You and I both. <laughs> so I went and worked and I left early cause I was like, man, I got to go back to Raleigh, but thank you so much. And thought they won't remember me hmm. the next year. They emailed me and they said, Hey, can we offer you a role in this film? I didn't even audition. And these people remembered me just, I don't know, because of how polite I was, or maybe everyone else was just that rude that I looked like I was that nice. I don't know. <laughs> it's an odd business. I got there and instantly, like it was, it was a perfectly functioning film set where everyone knew what their job was. They went to do it. They'd have a little bit of fun, but knew how to get back to work instantly. Right. I think every three minutes I was asked, do you need anything? Do you want water? And I was wow. Like, I was like, I kept saying, I was like, I can get it myself. It's yeah. okay. I don't need all this attention. <laughs> so I think that one is the best one. And do you I'll, have a worst that comes to mind at the moment? Hmm. Hmm. Without naming any names. Yeah, without naming any names, I went and did this. I think it was a student film. We'll call it a student film. That's usually how 
one of these yeah. will start out. Yeah. Because <laughs> most of the student films I've been on have been super, they've been really chill. Yeah, they're they've been fun. Relaxed. You know, like, you know what you're Cheetos getting yourself into. And it, yeah. It's you like, know what it is. You know so what you it show is. up. Yeah. But the director wouldn't make eye contact with me. Like he wouldn't talk to me. He talked to the person that drove me to the thing. <laughs> like thinking, I don't know if he thought he was my manager, but the dude was just like, do you want to ask her these questions? And he told me to be at this location really early in the morning, like super early in the morning and said that there were going to be a bunch of extras and a bunch of background. I was the only one. So it's the only film set that I left. I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. There's a reason why I travel with people most of the time. If I've never met a person, I'm right. like, no, <laughs> right. I need an excuse. Goodbye. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That is great. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, you say Dead Daily Crime was a great experience. Um, I heard I heard fantastic yeah. yeah. uh, stories. I, I, I know that there were some interesting things that happened as far as the house. Yeah. And that was living a on power the edge. going out or <laughs> so, can, can you walk me through yes, that process? And it's absolutely. nothing against anybody who set that up. It was oh, just like no. the. It was the weather. It was all it was all about the weather. Yeah. So we filmed in January in the Outer Banks and driving there. So we on the drive there, the roads had iced over. Jeez. Yeah. So there's it this, was a cold winter. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. There was this long bridge that got us there and there was ice <laughs> all over it. And I was the one driving with two people that I'd only really spoken to twice in the car, just gripping the steering wheel for dear life. Like, I'm sorry. Guys. <laughs> I'm sorry if we go but over. Thank you so much for trusting me. <laughs> Like, thank you so much. And whenever we got there, the Jaden, yeah, Jaden, the director and the writer, I believe he, he was like, so fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) We got to, we got to get Jaden on here at some point. Oh God, he's so great. If he comes, I want to be here just to say hi. Yeah. But uh, him and Ruby. Anyway, great, great, completely different, completely different. Yeah. Yes. But yes, he's like, here's the thing. The pipes are frozen. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't have running water. Also, fun fact, the AC downstairs is broken, so there's no heat in the basement. So I was like, cool. (laughs) But he gave all the actors and all of his crew people the rooms upstairs so that everyone could be warm. And it was really, like, that was really nice. Super nice. So we went to the store. Or someone drove to the store. Gosh, I can't even remember. But they went and got a bunch of gallons of water so we could use the toilets and wash our hands and have drinking water and stuff. But it was just... And we were supposed to shoot during the day, too. That's that's another thing. We were supposed to shoot during the day. Well, it's funny because the majority of the scenes are at night. They're all at night. Well, it's so a, we changed one it. night because of the... Yeah, without so spoiling, was, if anybody hasn't seen yes. it. Yes. So the original... The original um, game plan was to have the scene shot throughout the day to have some things in the morning, daytime, nighttime. But instead we shot from about 7 PM to 7 AM almost every night that we were there. Yeah. And I think, I mean like that was worth it for me cause we got our money's worth. We got out, I think a, we wrapped a day sooner, which is, well, you guys were there for a week, of. right? Yeah. 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 So that just was cool. intensive and just get it in, get it done. Oh yeah. It yeah. was, it was so cool. It's funny because when I did the voiceover work on it, I was in New York. So I was yeah. flying all that back and forth, you know, through email. And, yeah. Uh, fun project. Yeah. Fun project. Oh, that was so fun. Yeah. It, it came cool out too. great, too. I, I I thought, you know, I thought 
phenomenal job yeah between the the three of you and Jaden's work on it oh yeah ruby's effects oh know. yeah like came in we all came in memorized and it was really easy to bounce off of kelly's acting and brian that was his first project so it was it was interesting watching someone who had never act acted before act in such a large role too mm -hmm. so he had and he was going through some things but whenever he was there like he was there and i was like yes that, that's the reason why i like acting is because then it just takes you away from those problems it for a little really, bit that is a great segue to yeah. a bullet point i don't think i've written down <laughs> but the present yeah and walk me through then per, perhaps your personal i want to say routine but everybody does have a routine whether it's a three second thing or a 30 minute thing to get into the zone yeah just walk me through that what are your thoughts on that as far as oh yeah get, no. getting ready for set getting ready for for action yeah getting yeah. into the mindset i like to at least the day before or the day of like the morning of before we even start anything try to figure out what the character's background is understand why they're in that situation and because you i mean of course as the actor you're supposed to act like you don't know what's going to happen next so how do you memorize all those lines and then not think about well i know how it ends <laughs> <laughs> so why not just spoil it and give it away right i do the five four three two one where you talk about or you think about five things that you can see four things you can hear three hmm. things you can feel that that whole thing and that just kind of really brings you to the present and makes you focus on what that's interesting like who's, who's in front of you i feel like i've done that in an acting course yeah a decade ago when yeah. i forgot about it yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get back into that you should yeah that's cool absolutely that's yeah. cool it's just that's what helps me get focused just it's almost like a mini meditation type of yeah. but not not as it's a little more subtle than that. Yeah. It's not as in depth or like requires way too much thinking. It's yeah. Just, it just helps you to just center yourself center and then be good. Yeah. Cause with film, you're not supposed to be big, <laughs> which was a hard transition from stage to film. The first thing that I did, I was like, so well on the close up, it's just like, Oh my God. You know, I, cause I had, yeah. I had a similar, I had a similar uh, issue with that that I had to tackle for, for years when I was younger because I was the same way. Very musical theater, uh, yeah. you know, just high energy and took, took some years to tame that beast. Yes. Uh, Close-ups were such a struggle. I took a film class at UNC Wilmington and I had this professor, Mike Holmes, who's done a bunch of I've TV heard of, shows. I've heard of Mike. He's so... Cool. I feel like I've worked with Mike on he's something. So funny. You probably have. Gotta check my resume, see if his name's so, on it. Yeah. He's so good. He was in Interitum. Yeah. Yes. Which we do need to talk about, but finish your yes, uh, yes. thought okay. here. Yeah. So he was we'll my acting teacher, and that's how we got into connection. But we had to do this scene and this monologue. And so we did the monologue, and he paused mine afterwards. And I watched it, and I was just in total disbelief. And he said, Ariana, what did you notice about that? And I was like, my eyebrows are so loud. <laughs> Like they were just, they have a mind of their own. And I was just like, what is that? I'd never seen myself do that before. So yeah, extreme close-ups. Whenever you said that, that's the first thing that I thought of. I was like, gosh, my eyebrows. I, I've got some crazy eyebrows too. They have, they, have, they have some minds of their own. Right? So I can relate. 
Um, interitum. Yes. Is that how you pronounce it? Interitum, yeah. Interitum. Completely correct. Latin for afterlife. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a brilliantly well done, uh, what was that, 30 minute? Mm -hmm. It's about 20, 30 minutes. 20, 30 minutes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, short short in this day and age is like a three minute movie so it's because it's like youtube oh we'll just throw it on youtube and right. we'll call it a short it's like three minutes it's like oh you could yeah. chop it up and put it on instagram it, yeah exactly it's a classical short. remind me because i only had a chance to see it once and that was at the coupling with the dead day with creme premiere yes um remind me of the plot because i tried to find it on the internet and i unfortunately couldn't but oh, yeah Walk us through the, the plot of that because it'll it'll remind me of some things. Absolutely. That... So I can send you the link for that too because yeah. it just released we'll put... to the public like a week or two oh, ago. Oh, congrats. Yeah. We'll put that in the description box. <laughs> yes, Yeah, perfect. absolutely. So Interitum is an idea that I had whenever I was younger because my father was a minister and he would go perform final rites sometimes and sometimes he couldn't drop me off with a babysitter. So wow. I would go with him and there was one time that someone died in the room and like you could you could feel the energy of the person and it was really peaceful like no one was really sad at first it was just super quiet and super still and i became truly obsessed with what happens after you die just because of that moment where it was it was really strange so interitum is about what happens after you die yeah so i played death and yeah had it showed three different scenarios of people dying where there was a christian girl who committed suicide there was a man who died in a car accident in the car accident who was that's atheistic right. i believe he was atheistic yeah and can't even remember the things you write <laughs> i'm the same oh, way he's, he's either agnostic or atheist yeah i think it was agnostic because he believes in nothingness that's right i do remember that is yeah. that when you guys or are atheistic, sorry. sitting uh, next to the tree you yeah. come by and yeah yes i so love that, that scene, scene was great i love that scene because of the hurricane that had just come through i think it was florence a tree was knocked over and it was about 15 feet off the ground. So we, we had to climb a ladder up to the tree and we sat on that tree with like, we had a harness, like someone had a harness. We had wow. people behind us us up just because, and I'm terrified of heights. <laughs> I was just up there the whole time. But like, isn't it amazing oh, though, <laughs> when you're, when you are doing what you love, how the fear just kind of dissipates. Oh yeah. Isn't that strange? Mike and I were just up there joking the whole time. Just... I kept making the weirdest jokes. I don't remember any of them, but you'll do anything cool. for the art. It's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. But Absolutely. not to get off topic, but so then, then there's yes. that. And then the other, the then third, a, the third, she's a little girl who's dying of a terminal illness. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to see that again. Cause it's been, <laughs> it's been about two years and I only saw it that, that one evening and it was, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. It was great. I was talking about that with someone and I was like, yeah, so it's about death. And, and I was talking about how the girl dies and she's like, you spoiled it. And I was like, yeah, because it's about what about, happens after. It's <laughs> about death. Yeah. She was so mad. It's very profound. Uh, Thank you. So can we talk about the writing process real quick? Yeah. You wrote the script for that. Yes. So I had the idea and I wrote out the basic concepts, but because I am dyslexic, writing a script is really hard for me, mm. let alone reading them. So wow. I had my fiance at the time. I just told him everything that I wanted to have written and he wrote it out within a couple of days. Wow. Yeah. So it was it really like just working together, like reciting yeah, so I would I told him just the basic ideas of like I wanted this point to get to this point, this point, this point, this point, this point. 
and he I mean he's a fantastic writer I have to give him credit for that very very good with words and made a very nice conversational pieces between both of the characters it was very well written oh yeah yeah I look forward to seeing it again yes uh vocal experience real quick while we're here Mm -hmm. um Let's talk about it as far as like how did that come about and any specific influences musically for vocal experience. for vocals oh so i did you have a great voice choir for four years but that does was, not surprise me that was the only vocal training i really ever had was just choir from fourth to eighth grade wow at a very small catholic school <laughs> okay yes yeah so really then it was just mostly just listening to singers and trying to match them anybody but, specifically Ooh, um i really liked amy winehouse for a while i liked amy winehouse and the singer of evan evanescence amy lee i think is yeah, her name. yeah 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 so i liked her vocals just because i like female fronted things that are yes just, so i really like in this moment right now gosh really like in this moment and dorothy the band dorothy i haven't heard of them i'll have to they're so good they're so good i'll yes. check them out yeah <laughs> sounds familiar yeah i've well, probably cool. heard their stuff most but. likely because she has a really cool grungy thing they probably used it in commercials and stuff have you uh have you heard they were around really in the 90s they're still around but garbage yeah I love garbage. Yes. What's her What's her name again? The uh, Oh my gosh, I can't remember. But I did love oh being able God. to say that I she love garbage. She is so <laughs> on point as a female yeah. front. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just works the hell out of it. <laughs> and, and Butch Vig, uh, believe it or not, plays drums and was like one of the co-founders of that group. And he, oh. you know, he, he produced Nirvana, mm. Smells Like Teen Spirit, and really yes. got them on a, on a, just well-known oh yeah uh you know basis but uh, it's just great band oh yeah great sound and she's just like she's just got it there yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i know you mean like oh yeah like yeah girl power on that (laughs) um the freak show la yes it is time to get freaky time to get freaky (laughs) so talk to me about this because i am not really well versed in this area per se of of the art i want to i want to get into why this is a thing Mm. yeah the emotional impact on it yes besides squirming (laughs) and i just want to i i am curious and i am open i want to i want to know what's going on here okay we have an almost new believer. Fantastic. <laughs> I love it. And the Church of Freaks. Amen. <laughs> and Squirmaluya. Uh, yeah, so freak shows, I believe they started somewhere in the 1920s, 1930s, where they'd have people like the woman with the long beard and the world's smallest person. They yeah, could fit in a jar. Yeah. And, and then... Um, do the do the ten foot long nails fall in that category? I think they still do. Now they kind of just go in the Guinness Book of World Records. That's like a thing where I'm going. Okay. Yeah, like we're the how th- do the you thumbnail live? that just curls. Like, why don't the other ones really do that? The other ones kind of twist, but the thumbnail always just has this curl that I'm just unhappy with. <laughs> I don't even know how to comment. It's just. Right. It's just. It's it's like I don't I don't understand I yeah yeah 
So that started, and so then started. They, they died out because of you know, people were being abused and taken away from their homes, and it became this whole circus thing. And then it kind of died out for a little bit whenever the wars were happening. Right, people right. Like, Peace and love. Let's go do drugs. Cool, great. So then everything they saw was freaky. They didn't need the freak show performers anymore. <laughs> so, and then for some reason they strongly came back, and I think it's just because I don't know. I feel like sometimes centuries tend to repeat. So now it's almost 2020 and freak shows are coming back again and in full force. How cool is that, right? Uh, th- like it freaked me out when I first heard it. It freaks but you out that the freak is freak coming back. Out. Yeah, that's another great thing. So I do all of these things and I'm afraid. So like I put a hammer and nail in my face. That's the human blockhead. And so I do that and I'm afraid that's, to get... <laughs> that's the human blockhead. Yes. <laughs> and, be- and even though I do that, I'm afraid to get shots like a flu shot. <laughs> Now you, you, cause when we were setting up, yeah. you said, I have my hammer and nail in the car and I, I, I didn't hear you say that. I, I don't know what I heard you say. Like yeah. you, I thought you asked me a question and it, yeah. like, no, I have a hammer and nail in my car. Yeah. <laughs> Is, can we, can we show this on camera? Yes. Yeah. So that's what freak shows are now. Now freak shows in the modern times, they're really kind of two dividing branches where one is where people walk on or like they have the bed of nails where they can lay on the bed of nails eating fire um contortioning human blockhead some people swallow swords and then there's other ones that are really in new york and they're underground where they they're kind of like dark fetishy freak shows where people make themselves bleed with needles and hang from hooks and stuff but i don't do that one (laughs) i do the i do the more entertaining like ta-da. right right but they're all they're all stunts and people are actually laying on the bed of nails people are actually swallowing real swords and people are actually hammering nails in their face like that so some people <laughs> uh my friend lacy <laughs> I'll just talk with it in my nose for a little bit. My friend Lacey, she can get a medical tube and put it in her nose and out of her mouth and have people drink through her face. And she calls it the human brain freeze. What in the (laughs) world just... (laughs) I'll just put this in my purse tonight. So I have three degrees, and my parents are really proud of what I do. <laughs> so that's going to be the promo clip right there for this yes. episode. <laughs> and I'm still working on my lower body, but with upper body, I do mostly with contortioning because I can walk around and show large stages with <sighs> me flipping my arms over my head and hugging my head. But that started with me trying to freak out my sister when I was younger. So like I'd go in for a handshake and then be like, Wah-pah! and just completely bend my hand. <laughs> I have hyperextension. Yeah, that wasn't. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to back up for a second. And uh, can we? Can we? Uh, can we get an explanation as to what just happened yeah. physically and yeah. how you found out that that was something that was possible? With yeah. your human body. My my friend Rusty showed me that one. Rusty is my burlesque stage wife, and she's taught me most of the stunts that I do, and we just collaborate and work together. Right. 
but we performed for some ballet. We were working the intermission and we would do a little freak shows on the side. And she's the one that was able to do that. And she had these little tiny plastic swords and she's like, how many can I put in my nose? And she just kept putting them back in her face. And I was like, what are you doing? That looks painful. It's just a nasal cavity. It's so, just training yourself not to tear up. <laughs> so you're going up the nasal cavity then? Or is it... I Like, I don't... <laughs> I go straight back. So yeah, Rusty showed me how to do that. And <laughs> she just taught me. She's like, just practice with a Q-tip first. Always practice with a Q-tip first. Don't just think nail. Because <laughs> there's two <laughs> holes and one of them is definitely wrong. And one of them is kind of okay. But... <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> well, de- uh, de- I guess it we'll depends. let you decide which hole is which. Uh, I-, I guess it depends on <clears throat> the person. Um, anyway, so moving on. Secret Circus of Los Angeles has yeah. a, uh, the, you know, segue there. Anyway. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so... It's similar. I, I saw a couple of videos on YouTube, yes. and it was it was pretty wild. The contortion and, mm-hmm. and all. So it started as trying to freak your sister out. Yeah. Then it turned into this is entertainment. Like this is an actual yes. vein of show business. Yes. And then the segue from freaking my sister out to getting paid and traveling and people going ew that's gross was the North Carolina State Fair. I sold kettle corn and I said, for five bucks, I can freak you out. And they were like, what? Okay. I just came here for food. And then I'd do it. And they're like, oh my God, here. So I just take my money. And I was like, yes, making bank. (laughs) Stay fair. There's a um, a lot of, a lot of interesting events. Oh yeah. You know, and they did, they, at the state fair too, like they kept trying to keep the freak show alive, but it was a freak show for a state fair. So I went in because I was like really, truly intrigued while I worked there. And there was the girl. It was like the human, half human, half snake. There was a girl in there with her headphones in and a snake costume around her head. She was wearing sunglasses over it and she was chewing gum. And all I remember is just looking at her and being like, wow, that is entertainment. (laughs) That is truly entertainment. But also, why did I pay money to see right. this? <laughs> but her, her attitude made it worth it where she's just like, I don't want to be here. And I was like, honey, me either. <laughs> honey, me either. What's your, uh, what's your favorite food at the uh, North Carolina State Fair? Oh, my gosh. Hmm. <clears throat> Man, I've never been asked that. The one year that I worked was whenever they had the Krispy Kreme Challenge thing. Oh, where they geez. had the, the donut the tr- burger. Yeah, where it was the two donuts and there was a hamburger in it. And I took a bite of it and I was like, ooh, this is what diabetes tastes like. Like, this is, this is a heart attack waiting to happen. Right, and you right. just watch people throwing them back. And I was like, wow, that's nuts. But I like funnel cake. Funnel cake. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to bring that up because I remembered yeah, that donut no, thing. Yeah, so no, it's like powdered sugar. It's diabetes on a plate, you know? Yes. <laughs> It's it's funny because my favorite my favorite food there is um, the squared ice cream. You ever have that? No. It looks, it's a it's literally square ice cream on a square cone. What? Yeah. Next time you're there, I'm, oh I've been to the state fair in years, but the last time and the times previously, they had square vanilla ice cream. I'm gonna have to try it. Get it's sprinkles on it next month. It's coming up soon. Yes. Yeah. Coming up soon. Well, you have to do an ASMR uh, an booth. ASMR of the state fair. <laughs> 
Oh my god! Get somebody's ear right up to that roller coaster rail. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of disgruntled teenagers. Man, I don't want to be here. Man. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Go behind back, smoke a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so modeling. <laughs> so I pose. <laughs> It's, I have uh, well, I have I have some stuff in modeling in the shootout, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I have like two main <laughs> other questions here, and they're they're like they have nothing to do with each other. But we'll start with modeling. Great. One of them was an afterthought, which we'll bring up after this. But so you model? Yes. Great work too, by the way. Thank you. Multifaceted. Uh, I enjoy the the Instagram posts when they they show up on the feed. Yes, and very cool. Again, it's the the your visual is very similar to your audible. So like when I when I listen to the music, your visual art and modeling and just presence is similar to that. Yes, is that on purpose? And if so, or if not, just kind of your thoughts behind a picture and capturing. Oh, absolutely. Something that's still comparatively to a moving picture, which, yeah. you know, is obviously a different animal. Absolutely. Moment in time, that's captured. <laughs> so I like photography and I like working with multiple photographers from different backgrounds and different aspects and viewpoints. Sure. Like some photographers, I think maybe about 98% of the photographers that reach out to me, they say, what do you want to do that you haven't shot yet? Hmm. So then I get to be the creative force behind what I'm wearing and what makeup I do and what hair I do. And then they're just the ones that pick the background and then just <laughs> and then <laughs> they take the photos. They do a fantastic job of editing. They send it back and we just make this really cool collaboration. Um, it's just another way that I get to just de-stress. It's, right. I get to just have this other... media platform to express myself and be and show people who I am and little little tiny aspects of me without them ever really getting to ask why favorite shoot at this Mm -hmm. point in your career favorite shoot so So I did the cover of Wilma magazine which is the women's the women's magazine of Wilmington oh cool and we shot in this super hippie cabin in the middle of nowhere, this dude, Alan Walker, that's his name. So Alan, he built this property and he had the whole vision and he did it for under, I think, $10,000. And people come out and they call, they, they go to Walker World. That's the name of the retreat. It's because it has this beautiful pond in the background and he's so welcoming. And <laughs> I show up and he lives this life that just I would never be able to do as a female where people... Like people, they just stay at his house. They show up, Mm. they have dinner together with random strangers. They'll leave, they'll stay for weeks, they'll stay for months, they'll stay for a day and they'll just disappear. Real servant's heart. Super just anyone can stay. Like I could drive there today and be like, Alan, I'm staying here for a few weeks. He'd be like, yeah, no problem. Hospitality. Yeah. Super, super chill guy. That's cool. But it was a fun shoot and he has a really cool place. So I love that shoot. Yeah. That's awesome. The uh, the last the last bullet point here, I guess, would be, um, I put after we were talking about <clears throat> your film. Yes. Faith? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? 
because there's a lot going on there and i i have yeah. my own viewpoints and i have i have my own story and everybody's got their own story Absolutely. you know as far as natural and supernatural and and all of that if you feel comfortable sharing just where you stand with that because it sounds like your dad has a certain background you have a certain background yourself yeah any 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 interest in communicating <laughs> absolutely that. Yeah. and i know people think sometimes whenever they hear my viewpoints on religion that i'm nuts that i <laughs> that i'm just they're like wow okay but i mean some people believe in a flying spaghetti monster and that's cool too yeah i and that's that's the point of interatum is that i think that whatever you believe is what happens so hmm. if you believe that nothing is going to happen well then nothing will happen if you think that you're going to go to heaven and hang out with old relatives that were in there. Cause like my mom told me, I think it was my mom that told me this, that she said that whenever someone dies, that they die and they are sent to heaven in their favorite age. Like they're not, they don't die at 97 and they stay 97. Cause it's really pretty too, to think about that. Like if my, whenever my grandmother passed away, maybe she went back to before she had kids and she's still like, she still has a memory of her kids, but mm. she still has that youth where she was able to move before she had a, she had a car accident and she wore braces on her legs. So I think maybe she went back before that time. Right. Right. And it's like, whatever you believe, I think that's what happened. That's what happens. And it's just because of the religious background that it came from where I was baptized Methodist. I went to Catholic school for 14 years. And then at 18, I was told you're Jewish. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, neat. Okay. So I'm of Jewish descent, but wow. so it's just like, Hey, you know what you were just taught for the past 18 years about Jesus? Like he was a nice man, but, and I'm just but like, you're Jewish. and I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Inter that's, that's, that had to have been an interesting, uh, <laughs> not to be redundant, but I mean, just, you know, it had to be an interesting time then, you it know, was. it was very strange. And I mean, so that's, I do so that's really how that, <clears throat> yeah shaped for you that absolutely where you are now and yeah that's and because of the catholic school and the christianity it made me question a lot of things about religion and i'm really thankful for that experience for example we had this one religion class where the teacher she was like super super like straight edge like if you said heck that was <laughs> whoa yeah but someone asked her they're like well what do you think about so how do you get saved baptism well what about people that aren't baptized and they're still good people do they just get rejected and she didn't really have an answer for that and i was like well that's that's the thing it's and that's why i really harped on interitum that they didn't show truly where the first girl went because she killed herself because i think that maybe she thought that she was a good person and she was suffering so then she gets to go to heaven but that's kind of up to whatever the viewer wants to think where right. she goes right and in the last one, it's not even a religion. The girl had it explained because her mother had passed away that people become stars. So she becomes a star. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I, I truly think whatever you think is what will happen. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting on faith. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, you know, the religion thing, I just, I, I can't, I can't deal with it. Yeah. Can't deal with it. Okay. Um, it's, because for me personally, like my faith, <clears throat> I've, you know, I was raised Christian and yeah. still am. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just a total relationship, you know, for me. And that's, 
that's that's the whole thing about it. It's like whenever whenever man gets involved, I feel whenever there's supernatural happenings and whenever yeah. man gets involved, it just gets messed up. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, there, yeah. there's something. I think it's undeniable that there is something that is obviously far greater than our experiences and the corporeal nature of who we are as Absolutely. human beings. And from a, a Plato standpoint, too, I believe it was Plato that, that put this forth, themes and a, a lot is, is uh, it's... It's idealistic. It's not you can't you can't call something you can't define something without it first being an idea. Yeah. I mean, you know? even in science, they have a thing called the God particle because they can't explain it. Right. Yeah. So, right. I mean, there truly has to be something like my mom. She told me that she has a deeper connection with religion and with the afterlife and stuff like that. And with just spirituality for whenever she was like whenever she was a girl her grandmother passed away and her grandmother really loved i think it was birds and the day that she passed away there was a bird that sat in the window and it had this light around it and my mom knew that her grandmother was okay and it's it's like it's really strange but we have like it's just something about that that we have this weird connection to like i think i was 12 years old and i had this dream about being in my mom's car and my mom was driving and then there was this like white horse trailer and it slammed on the brakes and then it goes black and then you just saw like a horse head through the windshield. And I was like, oh, that was a terrible dream. A few weeks later, we're going to Thomasville and she gets behind a horse trailer. And I was like, I don't feel right about this. So I told her to get over to the next lane. They lost a wheel and they slammed on the brakes. And I was like, that's a little too coincidental for me just to go, nah, it's nothing. Like, Yeah. <laughs> And I, yeah. and I told her about it. I was like, I had a dream about that. And she was like, well, it's kind of in our family. And I was like, cool. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, there. It, it does not surprise me at all. Mm -hmm. It does not surprise me at all. And that's the thing is like religion will disallow that type of activity yeah. or dismiss it. Yeah. Whereas spirituality that, I mean, that's what it is in essence, because we're, yeah. again, we're talking about the spirit realm. Yeah. You know, cause I've explained that to a couple of my atheistic and agnostic friends and they're just like, well, like maybe it was like deja vu or like, but what is What is that? Exactly. Because I've had that my whole life. Yeah. And it's stupid scary because yeah. I, I mean, you have stuff that's years of gap. Like I met my fiance, my ex fiance before I even met him. Like people don't, whenever I try to explain that to some people, they're like, that's, that doesn't make sense. Maybe you just recently had a dream about it. And I'm like, no, like I was in high school and I had never seen him before at all. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's strange. I'm a, I'm right there with you as far as, you know, believing in way more than what is going on here. Yeah. For oh, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. But again, I accept all walks of life. And if someone's like, yeah, when you die, you die. I'm like, cool. Awesome. Well, what else are you going to do? I mean, you know, because people kill each other over this. Absolutely. That's why I just go. It's just, awesome. it's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, my truth is my truth. Your truth is your truth. That's right. Joe Blow's truth is Joe Blow's truth. Yeah, Joe Blow. Yeah, Joe Blow. <laughs> you go, Joe Blow. <laughs> you go, Blow. You go, Joe. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, well, cool. So let's go. Let, let's get to the shootout real quick. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna a, say shoot. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say just a word or a phrase, and you kind of elaborate a little bit, right off the cuff. Cool. Cameras. Acting, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any favorite type Ooh. or just. I got to hold an Ari camera once, and yeah. not just because it sounds like my my name, my nickname is Ari, but it's A R R I. But they're yeah. really heavy cameras. Oh, they're great. They're used for major motion pictures, and I shot a commercial on one of them. Alexa. Yes, an yep. Ari Alexa, yep. and they asked me to hold it in between takes, and I held it, and I was like, I am holding like thirty thousand dollars right now. I thought they were like a hundred. <laughs> no, those things are expensive as mess. No, I mean like hundred grand. I thought. Oh, there's the cheaper, so, like the smaller okay, ones. Okay, they start at like thirty. Start at thirty. Okay. Before you add the accessories, like before the lenses. Right. Before. Right. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. like, I am holding something that costs more than my car uh -huh. and my university combined. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're great. We shot, um, I shot a couple of things. Well, it wasn't, they weren't my projects, but I was on, I was on Ari's, uh, a few times in the last year. They're amazing. Yeah. They're great. They're so, they're so clean. Like those and the red cameras. And we shot, um, we shot the recent cross video on red and nice, nice. came out. I mean, beautiful red, video. Red's got this. I saw a film done on red one time and I wasn't really happy with the color grade, yeah. but then I realized that it was whatever post-production was done on it because gotcha. when I was working with my cinematographer on, on that, the communication was there. I said what I wanted and it was like, this is unbelievable. You could change the ISO later. Yeah. You can do like all these. It was like, what the <laughs> heck, like, wait a minute, man? What? <laughs> this is nuts. Yeah. So it's very clean, very, mm -hmm. the, the color grade on red is really interesting. It's just, yes. it's, it's, it's a little bit darker. It's kind of like black magic, but it's yeah. just higher fidelity. It's, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I really like black magics too. Black magics are great. Those are, I think they're the more. <laughs> more affordable but you know but they look right exactly yeah. but they're still super expensive <laughs> yeah yeah you know um portrait as in portrait framing oh i think of i don't know why or I lenses of john you know? chandler okay because he's a portrait photographer but in his studio he has a bunch of what looks like because they're actually pictures but they're he made them look like oil paintings and they're just portraits of people all over wow. the studio and he's such a nice guy too that's cool Ugh. He used to shoot for, I think, National Geographic. He did the underwater photography of the coral reefs and stuff for about. That stuff is always just thirty years. Mind-boggling <laughs> what they're what they're able to capture out and there. He's so like, nice. He's so nice. Ugh. That's cool. Yeah. Landscape. Framing, or you know, oh. lens, lens choices, whatever. Okay. Gotcha. You I don't know. know. I why, keep thinking why, of like locations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, uh, but that that could be your answer right there. It has so much yeah, to do with it. Truly, I think about just like for one landscape. I'm thinking about this racetrack that I shot on, but it wasn't actually a racetrack. It was um, an airport that we shot somewhere in California for a film, and it was just really cool watching because we got to watch a little bit of the playbacks, and it was really cool just to watch the whole the whole take yeah the whole property and see yeah. how small everyone looks and how realistic it looked too right right yeah. uh in music distortion i think of oh what's that guy's name he did the song mercury 
and nihilist. Ghost Mane. Haven't heard of him. Oh man, he's this. You have to send me that. So Ghost Mane, if I can describe what that is, is just this guy who's low, distorted music, and it's really dark, and it's kind of like, like, like metal rap, maybe like screamo, kind cool. of like edgy. Like I'm so angry at everything, and it's just really nice to listen to it and just be like, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the uh, Peter yeah. Griffin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what episode that is, but that's whatever he's writing the the never ending story monster oh, yeah, yeah. thing. He's like, Oh, you're a little too heavy. Yeah. It was going yeah. down. <laughs> the crash. Yeah. <laughs> Black and white. Mmm. I'm thinking of film noir. Uh huh. Yeah, that's that's what goes that throws me back to yeah. Casablanca and yeah. the classic films. Emotionally, black and white. Any any words that come to mind? Mm. It's hard women to describe. Are always just so sad. Why are women always so sad in those films? They're always just like, "But darling, no, I don't want you to leave." And you're just like, "Well, what are you gonna do?" Like, <laughs> Well, there's like really no, I can't think of any, but there might be somewhere just film noirs of just women being like, I'm here to live. <laughs> right. It's mostly about a man that's like, Holling, darling, I can't do this anymore. And she's like, but, but Charles, I need you in my life forever. <laughs> it's always about like the side profile and like the, the woman with the one, the really thin eyebrows. I can't think of her name where they always look like they're pouting and sad. Right. That's right. what, <laughs> that's what I think of with film noirs. <laughs> yeah. 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 Drama. Mm, breaking Bad. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Half half measures. Half measures and and uh bath bathtubs falling through ceilings and, and an angry bald man who has a sickness. Oh <laughs> my just, god. And what? Cured and he's like, well, I'm still going to make drugs. <laughs> what a series though. Really good. What a series. I love I love how it ended like some people got a little upset about it, but I was just like, I don't care. This is great. What a series. I Acting mean, was great. Casting was great. <sighs> mm. Shot on film. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Now, did you know that one of his monologues got array, uh, destroyed by... Because every, every day after filming, they would put the film and the reels on a plane and fly... Because they were obviously shooting in... Uh, New Mexico, but they would put put the materials on a plane, shoot, uh, fly it out to L.A. Yeah, and one one time the film got destroyed for that day, and it's in Brian Cranston's book. Um, I had no idea. Can't remember the name of it. I have it somewhere in the studio in the house. Yeah. Uh, autobiography, and he and he talked about how it was the, literally the greatest take he's ever done. And then it got destroyed. And it was destroyed. And they oh. had to do it again. And it, it worked, obviously, but he still was just, he's still heartbroken to this day that that... I can't even imagine. Yeah. And that I was I mean, the, I can, but I can't. I mean, and, and think about it. Five <laughs> seasons, of course, yeah. the one day. The one the day one where day. you're like, this is perfect. And gone. Poof. And that is, so when people ask me, they're like, I want to be an actor. What do you recommend? And I say, don't. 
I always <laughs> say don't. Like I tried not to be an actor. I did. I truly did. But I you, you, still fight it. You know <laughs> that it is. It's just destiny. It's like, who I. It's it, who it's, I am. It's, it's who, who I'm supposed to be. Who you are. Yeah. You know. Like, it's it, from I me did. to you. Talk like Thank it's. You. you know. It's the same thing for me. It's. Yeah. You can't, of course. You just see someone and you're like, you are an actor. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And so I asked them, I'm like, well, why do you want to be an actor? Fame, fortune, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, acting is 99% heartbreak and then 1% recognition. That's all that it is. It's just heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak of, no, you didn't get cast. You didn't get the role that you wanted. Oh, now you have to travel and lose money and do all this. And you have to put in so much work and so much time. And then you put yourself into these characters and into these films and you show them to the world for people to go. I mean, it was okay. It's just constant heartbreak. So I'm like, if you really hate yourself, be an actor. (laughs) And I do. I I have a love-hate relationship with me. I think any artist can relate. I was listening to a podcast with um, Robert Greene with uh, the artist seduction mm-hmm. and great. Just, just, I mean that that book sounds a little twisted. It's it's not. It's it's got an edgy title just just because of the nature of it and it's yeah. got that pop. But it just talks about human nature. Yeah, you know, and it's it's it covers a lot of topics. And that was one of the things that that they talked about was a true artist is never a true creative is never happy. True. I can totally agree to that. Like and there's I'm a reason saying, why my hair is red, you know, like I, I punished you myself blue, through my blue hair at one point. <laughs> I did have blue like, hair. Well, last year or two years ago. <laughs> yeah. A couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. One of these, one of these days I may do that because blue is my favorite color. Yes. So it bleaching nuts, it was, but bleaching is terrible because you have to get it close to white to get it blue. But mm. man, Hmm. Man, oh man. But yeah, but back to the the 99% heartbreak. So with all that, what makes it worth it as a performer is that is that 1%. Yes. Is the one of just whenever someone does recognize like that was really pretty. That was beautifully done. I related to that. Like I keep bringing up in Terraton, but it's just like the recent thing that I did and yeah. I made it for my mom who had decided she didn't want heart surgery. She was ready to die. She was telling me like, okay, well, I don't want to live anymore. Here's where I want to have my ashes scattered. Like it's not worth it going through the surgery. What's the point of living? So I made that and she decided to get the surgery and she's wow. Yeah. So it's that 1%. It's the one, it's the impact. It's the why you do it. Cause if you're doing it for fame, you're going to be miserable. Yes. Money miserable. Yes. (laughs) Gotta be miserable. Yes. If you do it, for one person and they accept it worth it well said thank you so comedy yes after all of that darkness here's some comedy comedy uh (laughs) shootout what uh first thing that comes to mind oh just with the word comedy comedy oh man timing perfect (laughs) perfect um pose in in as far as in aesthetic like posing mm, vogue candid at first i thought you said candy and i got really excited i, like, oh. I have plenty <gasps> you, have you uh, have you heard of a a, a company called sweetwater Yes. So Sweetwater, I have I I get gear from them from time to time and Sweet. every time, yeah. 
<laughs> no pun, <laughs> pun intended. Every time a box comes in, there's a bag of candy in the box. That's so cool. Now, I don't know if that's just because the word sweet is in their name or if it's just a little thing. I have a lot of candy that just accumulates because I buy gear all the time. So it's like, <laughs> you know, you get a, there's candy in there. So, mm-hmm. but candid. So candid. Yes. Candid um, candy. Candid camera candy. I'd say, ugh. Candid. <laughs> candid. Like I do love candid photos. I hate candid photos during photo shoots because people then try to make me smile. So it's not really candid at that point. Right. But also I have a really annoying smile whenever I truly am smiling because it's like, 30% gum. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, ew. <laughs> so that's why I go, ugh. Like, ugh. I don't like seeing that. <laughs> I think, for me personally, candids are exceptional. I mean, like, yeah. it's just, it, you're, you're capturing what's there. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I love seeing candid photos of myself with people. I don't like seeing candid photos of just me. I okay. think there's a few where I've gone, oh, but most of the time it's just, mm. <laughs> I could, yeah, I, I could see where, yeah, that's yeah. probably the same. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, the, things are just different when you're interacting. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the expressions. Yes. Yeah. Like wedding photos and photos that friends take whenever you're walking downtown. I love those photos of actual realness. Yeah, I like that. Realness. So, with Candid, I have to say, ugh, for me and realness for everyone else. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Lighting. Important. <sighs> Hell yes. <laughs> if I can just say the importance of lighting. In most of the projects that I've done, I'll, everyone always says, I wish the lighting was different. Mm. I'm just like, that's true. Like, I do too. But lighting's important. Sounds important. Dead Day with Crime was interesting because it was just so blue. Predominantly blue. Like, it wasn't... Yeah, it was just a lot of blue. And I'm a blue guy. Like, I love blue. Like, <laughs> I love blue, you know. My company's name is Blue in it. So it's I just. I think even Jaden said, he's like, after I edited it, he's like, I'm so tired of seeing blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. But I mean, it's a cool look. Favorite film? Hmm. Like a film that I could watch time and time again. Or just once and it's so good, you don't even want to watch it again. Ooh. Wow. <clears throat> we draw you out on this. I'm telling you, man. We we throw some zingers at you. Oh, my God. There's a couple zingers. So a film that I truly appreciate, and that takes me a couple years to have to be able to rewatch it again, is The Truman Show. Okay. Because Just because it's Jim Carrey doing both drama and comedy flawlessly. Right. And it's a great story with a great concept. And it. I don't think it had been done before that of someone living in a simulation. Where I'm sure that they have like Twilight Zone simulations and stuff like that, but actually making a movie and I'm showing. Have to see that. The Truman Show. I don't think I've oh seen it. Oh my gosh, one of my favorites. A film that I could watch again and again and again. Birdcage, with with uh, Rob, Rob Robin Williams, Williams yeah. Nathan, Nathan yeah. Lane, like them together as that's a gay an couple insane, is just. That's an perfect. insane um, <laughs> opening where. Because that was done in the '90s, right? Yes. Yeah, I think the, the '80s, '90s. It's obviously a helicopter. Uh, shot dollying in mm-hmm, air dolly mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it oh yeah and then you we watched that a, like a year ago and i had to i had to rewind like 20 times to figure yeah. out where that was just brilliant the way that they were able to fuse oh yeah that that helicoptering in to okay now we're on i don't know how they did that because it was yeah. like you're hel- helicoptering in over the ocean, 
Then there's over the street. Then it goes into the venue, mm-hmm. and it's all seamless. Absolutely. In the 90s. In the 90s, before drone shots were a thing, where people were like, oh, just go rent a drone for the day. Right, right. Which, ugh. <laughs> so it was, yeah. that's what really sticks out to me, is just the opening of that. It's it was just, just well done. It has a great message. It's comedic, but it has really true moments that are still... <sighs> powerful to this day what a talent though like i mean it's, i still can't believe he's gone oh yeah oh yeah i completely it's it's heartbreaking it is heartbreaking whenever you and, see such a talent and, and what leave. a what a uh the, the the irony of great one of the greatest comedic talents of all time i mean dramatic too i mean he's just unbelievable oh yeah such a diverse talent i think he was kicked out of schools too like i think he was kicked out of one of the top schools for acting because he was just he was just robin williams and people yeah. like we don't know what to do with this and he's like let me show you and he did it <laughs> it's just like yes <laughs> well who, i mean who would know the achilles heel and, and almost like the the uh the intrinsic nature of his genius was what would ultimately be his demise like oh, yeah. it's still just it's it's just unbelievable you like know? i said being a performer is just 99 percent heartbreak yeah <laughs> Yeah. But, well, I'm glad that he had some amazing 1% he, while exactly. he was here. Exactly. And know? he left behind such what a, a legacy. legacy. Yeah. Like such great works that you just, like you watch a movie, Robin Williams is in it. You were like, yes, I will sit down and watch Jeez. it. He did one film that was about, I can't remember it. It's like best dad, world's best dad, something like that. That was yes, released I've, in 2012. I've seen that. With yes. The, the son. And yeah, the and, school, and, and, and he's a teacher, and getting, yeah, like that. Oh my gosh, I remember watching. That's a that. crazy film. And after the like, it's just it happens within the first twenty minutes for people that haven't seen. It, I'm not going to ruin it, right? That yeah. whenever it happens, you're just like, okay, whatever. And then it happens, you're like, what did I just see? And yeah. then you just watch you watch his heartbreak, and you can feel it. And that is what being a performer is about. Yes. So later 100%. on in life, later on in life, role models unadulterated absolutely. Per, per, yeah absolutely in that and great segue for the last bullet point on, on the shootout <laughs> cry scenes cry scenes oh for me or for watching both so <clears throat> they make or break that's that's gonna be my summary for both make or break with cry scenes i i have mixed feelings about people that say they can cry on command because it's like well are you actually feeling it because anyone I'm sure that anyone can you can get them to cry at some point, but you like if you I watch. Can't. I mean, I I I have my processes that I have to do. Yes. To get there, but there's there's definitely a a placement that has that ha- the, the lines and dots have to connect. Like I think it's a talent if you can cry on command, but can you make someone feel it? That's that's my next thing. So it's like that's cool, great, but I can also I like if I put the nail in the wrong hole, I can make myself cry on command too. Like. <laughs> <laughs> just give me like three seconds but i it's exhausting doing crying scenes yeah but if you know like if you're connected if you have a good partner to play off of then worth it and it's really refreshing to do it it's cathartic to um, to a certain extent absolutely yeah yeah 
And then watching crying scenes. There's a lot of crying scenes that I've seen that have pulled me out of a film entirely because they're so bad. Right, <laughs> like, right. Like someone's like, oh my God, I'm so sad. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I was I was half buying it until now. <laughs> you saw you saw like what's the what's the uh, character in Friends who oh harasses <laughs> uh what's his name? You know, uh so, fun fact. <laughs> I have seen now two episodes of Friends, and Kelly showed me the first one, and then I watched one on my own, and I was like, "Man, I got to get back into this." Uh, Ch- oh, the Chandler is the is the uh, the guys. Oh, I've got, gotcha. I got a, I got a friend of mine who's actually at UNCW right now, yeah. evacuating from Dorian, but he's like a huge Friends fanatic, and he yes. he does this care the the, the ex girlfriend of. Chandler, yeah, Chandler being like that nasal <laughs> thing, and it sounds it sounds almost identical to to what you just personified. Yeah, uh, I just had to tell on myself for a second. You're gonna we're gonna have to YouTube that before you leave. Like the chan whatever yes. her name is, yeah, I can't yeah. remember the name of the character. Somebody's gonna give me crap for that out there. Like you can't remember her name. I'll get more of it. I've only seen two episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, last major question, which is the one that I told you, we spring on everybody, which I've already forgotten. What would you tell if you could tell if you could go back in time, what would you tell your 15 year old self with what you know now? Wow. Don't put up with bullshit. That is exactly what I'd tell myself, because for the longest time I was a people pleaser. Hmm. I would make sure that everyone was happy. That's kind of where I'm thankful for it. Like. I wouldn't have, I don't think, as much comedic timing as I do now if I didn't have the background that I did have. But, yeah, like, I would have gotten out of my past relationship sooner. Mm. I would have, I wouldn't have dealt with some of the people that I called friends whenever I was growing up. I wouldn't have allowed people to just walk all over me. I'd be like, hey, fuck (laughs) them. That's my advice for most people is just, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Also swear more. (laughs) because <laughs> i was afraid of swearing but man it's a great tension reliever they, and also they, they talk about tension tension release <laughs> and um like it's a sign of intelligence to some degree yes i've I been trying so hard to limit myself this entire time and so I've, far i've messed up i believe me i've it has been you know ever since middle school yeah. it, it, it has just been this constant thing that i've tried to wrangle only because you know i for me it's just like you never know who you're talking to true and uh, and some people might associate certain words with certain things and yeah. have strong feelings strong beliefs yeah but. yeah but uh i listen they're just at the end of the day i mean words definitely have of course words have power yeah uh but at the end of the day it's i do come from that school of thought where it's the the heartedness and yeah. the meaning behind it, Absolutely. you know? So oh, I, yeah. uh, I like that. I like that advice. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> this has been a fantastic hour of cameras shutting off <laughs> and freaking batteries going dead and me forgetting to delete. And then my Nick ASMRs. drivers, pre- you know, like a little ASMR segments in between. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a Which nice I, I, I have the privilege of looking forward to when I'm editing. And You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. One more question. Future plans as far as 
what's going on? Where where are we looking? Yes. So within the next few months, I'm going to be working on three different horror films. One of them is going to be submitted, hopefully, to a larger investor that they're going to send out. One of them, I'm acting with a bunch of people that I don't know how I got into this film. It's called Killer Babes and the Frightening Fiasco. And... I kind of just submitted. I was like, oh, whatever. It's just another like indie thing. Yeah. And he has these big name people of horror coming in to do this film. Wow. And then I'm with them and I'm like, why? Wow. Cool. Why am I here? Like, how did you find me? Well, wow, you see something. <laughs> Apparently. Yes. So that one is that. And then Pain is Shooting. That's one of the recent horror films. That's I think it's shooting next weekend. It was supposed to be this weekend, but hurricanes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> ruining our plans like thanks but yeah so that one i get to be the comedic relief of a horror film which i don't think i've really ever gotten to do so i think i think you're gonna do well on that yeah i'm so excited i really think you're gonna do well on it <laughs> so yeah excited for that one. and i'm signing with an agency hopefully next week cool so yeah cool get some more work and get more i mean more paid work and yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> yeah yes. uh social media description box we will provide that with everybody i think everything that i have because no one else has my name is just at ariana tysinger then there's ariana tysinger.com yeah a whole lot yeah a lot lot of at (laughs) all that at all that at AT, baby (laughs) all that at on the al one of my old friends used to call me sweet baby t i love it I love it. Well, it was an absolute pleasure to have you here. Thanks for making the drive out again. Thank you. And um, I'm sure we'll be working together soon on something. Heck yeah. We got to We got to do something. You know. I don't know why I whispered that. Heck yeah. You're in. I I get it. The the. Okay, I'm out. Are you sure? No. Exactly. This has been great. Thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you on the next one.